on, everybody? It's Russell and Alex back again for another episode of Not a Normal Football Podcast. To start off today, um, I hope everybody is staying safe out there in these trying times in America and the rest of the world. It's still going on. It's going to be going on for a long time. We're going to be effects of this for a while, but I hope this can be a time to step away from that. Just listen to a couple of your guys talk about some football and whatever else is going on in the NFL area. So my question for you today, Alex, is how are you doing, man? Can't complain. Just uh, chilling and getting through as best as I can. Um, You know, I'm a gamer, uh, so I've been playing the new Paper Mario. I've been enjoying that. So not too much uh, news-wise. We've got a few things for you guys. Um, We're going to start with some Jamal Adams trade and they're moving to Adam Shaheen and then a little bit of a, a fun topic. We've got some Twitter beef going on. So <laughs> let's start at the top with Jamal Adams. The former New York Jet is now going to be a member of the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, indeed. Um, this was something that I mean, it was it was the, the writings were on the writing was on the wall there in um, I guess it's New Jersey because they're actually in New Jersey. But there was the writing was on the wall there for the Jets for a while. Jamal Adams did not want to be a part of that team anymore. Um, he had come out with a with an article and an interview um, where he really bashed Adam Gase and really the franchise as a whole. Um, I understand the Adam Gase hate. He lumped Joe Douglas in there, but I feel like he's actually been a pretty fine general manager since he came in there after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He uh, he helped construct that roster that got the Eagles over that hump in 2018, and then he mm-hmm. came in after that and became their general manager. But I feel like he's actually done a pretty solid job at that. But you know, when you're bashing an organization, you got to bash it all. You can't you can't pick and choose who's bad. Um, so I understand Jamal there. Yeah, he he really didn't feel like Adam Gase was a leader of men. The, the, the offensive and defensive coordinators would address the team more than the head coach would and stuff like that. And it's that that what he was saying was kind of jarring to hear. But I guess I'm not surprised um, being how Adam Gase was in Miami. Um, but to continue on, the New York Jets get a 2021 and 2022 first round pick from Seattle, as well as a 2021 third round pick and safety Bradley McDougald. And then uh, the Seahawks get Jamal Adams and a 2022 fourth round pick. Um, so that's what the deal is. Um, it, it seems pretty solid. Um, I think it's yeah. a pretty solid deal both ways, to be honest. I'm not really in the nature of giving a win to this to either team you know maybe i i feel maybe it's if if you really have to give a win maybe it's the jets maybe, maybe. um because you know they, they're giving they're getting two first round picks and a starting safety not as i mean he's fine you know he's not crazy great like adams but he's a starter for a player that doesn't want to be there that was going to leave in free agency next year anyway um so it's it's up in the air but i mean the seahawks get a bona fide stud probably the best safety in the league i i think it's a really solid um deal for both sides seattle wants to get back to that ground pound defense like they had and legion of boom so i mean getting this dude jamal adams um it's just gonna help him with that immensely sure. um what do you think about it alex yeah i like this trade for both sides um i think it works out for the seahawks for a multitude of reasons a they needed the help at safety b they can't draft in the first round anyway so they don't really need <laughs> those first round picks but right. And they get a fourth round. Uh, it's it's a good deal for the Jets if they really want to start building around Sam Darnold. If he ends up having a bounce back season this year, you know, it starts to look like the guy that he was touted as coming out of USC. These first round picks can really help get him some weapons to throw to and or get him some help with the offensive line. And I think that Bradley McDoodle is a fine 
safety. He's not going to lose you games. So I think that, that works out for them too. Uh, overall, a good trade for both sides of the trade. And I don't feel like that happens very often, um, especially this off season. We've seen a lot of really bad trades. <laughs> yeah. So I like it. I think that it works out for both teams. And another trade that I was surprised even happened because <laughs> I don't know why it did. Adam Shaheen, the former second round pick from Ashland University, is now a Miami Dolphin. And he was probably probably going to get cut anyway um, this, this offseason. The Bears got a sixth round pick for Adam Shaheen, which is astounding because they were just going to drop him anyway. Uh, I don't see why the Dolphins would do that. They already have Mike Yusecki, who is completely underrated. and Really solid tight end. A great tight end, yeah. yeah. And uh, Adam Shaheen is flat-out garbage. He can't. He's not good. Um, I don't even think he was worth a six-round pick, let alone the second-round pick that he was drafted as, especially in that same draft with George Kittle in it, um, who was taken in, what, the sixth or something like that? Fourth, yeah, fifth, fifth, yeah, sixth, fifth, somewhere fifth in there. Round, yeah. yeah, fifth round. Yep. So, pretty bad look for the Bears that he was gone for a sixth round pick. But I guess it looks better than just flat out cutting him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they get something in return. Um, I I remember the 2017 draft um, was the first draft I watched, and um, that was the that was where you know Trubisky went second overall, and and that the Shaheen draft, all that stuff, and. Um, I saw I saw a tweet and it was um, it said this is the draft that's going to get Ryan Pace fired. And um, I uh, I think it might be uh, more likely now. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, yeah. it's, it's looking worse all the time. So um, it, it is what good. it is. Yeah, um, it is what it is, I guess. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, they're, they're getting a, they're getting some depth there from Mike Jacecki up uh, down there in Miami. Um, I mean, he's obviously not going to start. He's not even going to contend for that starting job. But yep. um, they like what they see. You know, they they got their guy for cheap. Can't imagine he's anyone's guy. But you know, now the Bears are down to about ten tight ends instead of eleven on their roster. So that's good. Exactly. Um, trim 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 the fat a little bit. Um, so those are the two main trades we're going to go over. So um, they just it's a little news around the NFL. And then um, last night, um, the NFL started their 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 annual top 100 post where or top 100 list where um, players vote on. Uh, I think maybe executives too. I think it's just players. They vote and they um, they vote for like the best players in the league. It's picked by players and they list the best players in the league. They went down from um, 100 to, I believe, 71 last night. One thing that um, I, I found when I woke up this morning, I was, you know, scrolling through Reddit, hopping on Twitter a little bit, and I saw there was, there was a little beef going down. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? So so I go in and I um, I see that Keenan Allen is on the list, uh, wide receiver for the Chargers, and he is number 77 on the top 100 list. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, we, we had talked about Keenan Allen about a month ago and we did our wide receivers mm-hmm. podcast, um, talked about our rankings and everything. Uh, I thought 77, you know, that's fine. Whatever. Um, he's a Chargers wide receiver. They went like they didn't do too well last year. It's not like he's going to get crazy hype or whatever. Um, so I, I go and I see that he tweeted on Twitter. He said, OK, I'm tired of biting my tongue. Then he went ahead and he added Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And he said they are not better receivers than me. They're faster than me, but every day of the week I got more separation. 
you know, and um, so so he's clearly upset that uh, Mike Evans is over him, Chris Godwin, all these people. And then Mike Evans decided to fire back at him and say, you tagged the wrong Chris Godwin because he actually tagged a random man by the name of Chris Goodwin. So, oops. But um, and he said, don't be mad at us. We ain't make the rankings or care about him. But then he said, I like the confidence, but realistically, you are not on my level, bro. So uh, Mike Evans fired right back at Keenan Allen. So they're 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 in the thick of it, and I would agree with Mike Evans. He's uh, I, I would say that Tyreek and uh, Tyreek and Mike Evans are better than Keenan Allen. So um, Keenan's not very happy. He went on to say he's the best wide receiver in the AFC West. Clearly firing a shot at Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Um, so I I I don't agree with Keenan Allen, but I uh, he, he's clearly upset. So uh, you got any thoughts about this, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the I like the edge that Keenan yeah. Allen has, right. and we have Ty, yeah Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. Each of those three are higher on I think both of our lists than Keenan Allen. Or was Chris yeah. Godwin not higher than Keenan? I, Allen? I think I think we had Chris Godwin lower on both of our lists. Okay, but um, like regardless, okay. you know, yeah, yep. But yeah, che- uh, Cheetah Tyreek Hill is definitely better, and Mike Evans far and beyond. Um, probably the most underrated, but I think 77 is fine. I mean, you're not going to have a ton of receivers on there. A lot of the guys on these lists are usually, um, you know, quarterbacks, your um, linemen, not offensive, but defensive linemen, your edge rushers. They get a lot more of the praise on this list than what they have in the past. Um, So I wouldn't read too much into it, even though it is, technically voted on by the peers so that's an interesting thing is that the players themselves vote on this list it isn't any outside guys that do so i guess that speaks volumes of where they his peers think that he is but um i don't know how they average that out but whatever um Little right. little funny little thing. So yeah, yeah, it just just a little something to touch on. Overall, this this list is not important in the slightest. There's there's no asterisks by anyone's name. They're, you know, they were 77 on the NFL Top 100 list in 2020. No, nobody cares overall. It's you don't go down in history for being on this list. But right. it was it was fun to see some wide receivers get at it on Twitter today. But now we're on to another heated topic for both of us, and. Um, That is the Madden 21 ratings that are possibly the worst ratings I've seen. These are terrible. Ever. Um, They're really bad. And it's just, it really shows the direction Madden's going. I mean, it's not, the Madden's not all about the ratings, but um, if you aren't up to date with the Madden world, um, they have effectively added nothing to franchise mode this year. Absolutely zero things. that it's that's the worst it's ever been. They've at least thrown us some bones, you know, adding old features that used to be in previous Maddens that they removed for some reason. But this time they added nothing at all. There are no new features in Madden 21 for franchise mode, which is the mode a lot of people love. It's the only way to simulate football um, like that, using players and playing on the field and having the opportunity to do stuff like that. There's other sims, but they're just not like Madden, and um, they really. They just really shoved in our faces here that they do not care about franchise mode. They do not care about franchise players. Um, and the and the ratings reflect this because the ratings are what matters in franchise mode. Because in Madden Ultimate Team, which is their real cash cow, where they get all the money from the kids using mom and dad's credit card to buy microtransactions and get the players they want to buy packs and gamble and everything. I could rant on that for hours. But um, the ratings are different in that. You know, they don't matter. But it's the ratings that we get stuck with and... 
this uh, Madden franchise mode and quick play and everything are just absolutely horrible. Um, so let, let, let's let's jump into your yeah. Go ahead, Alex. What, what do you got to say? Yeah, I think we need to start just at the ninety nine club. We have five players that were the only ninety nine overall players this year, which ninety nine being the best of the best. But technically, I mean, 98 is pretty damn close. Um, right. And even a couple of those guys are a little little questionable. But um, 99, we have Aaron Donald, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Patrick Mahomes, and Stefan Gilmore. Overall, the 99 club, I'm fine with. I really think that those five guys are deserving of being the 99. But then when we drop down to 98, there's one name that really, really stuck out to me. <laughs> can I and guess the was, name, Alex? Yes, you can. Is it uh, Texans star J.J. Watt? <laughs> it, it is Texans star J.J. Watt, my friend. And oh, uh, uh, yeah, five years ago, J.J. Watt right, was a 99, right. 98 <laughs> overall. But I mean, the guy's barely even been on the field for the past few years in even when he's at his on best on the field at this moment, I wouldn't say he's 98 in the top 10 players in the league. That's pretty egregious. I feel that, you know, JJ Watt is still up there above pretty much any other end. I mean, Cameron Jordan's a lot, uh, 96 left end. I would definitely put Cam Jordan above JJ Watt at this point in their careers. And, yeah. uh, it's it's just I don't understand the logic behind putting JJ Watt that high. Yeah, I mean I I don't either. Overall, you know, I mean, um, in 2018 he did have a really solid year. Don't get me wrong, but he just he he had just this last year, and I mean he he wasn't on the field at all in 2017, and this last year he was he, he was looking kind of like a shell of his former self. Um, you know, it's just it's not the same J.J. Watt that won three defensive player of the years and and that, that almost broke the sack record and that caught five touchdown passes and almost almost freaking could have won the MVP if Aaron Rodgers wasn't insane that year. You know, it's not the same J.J. Watt anymore. And um, it, it's it's probably not going to be. And I don't think he deserves this 98 whatsoever anymore. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah that, there's, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, he's above Cameron Jordan, Calais Campbell, Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa, Cameron Hayward, Daniil Hunter, Demarcus Lawrence, and Nick Bosa. Um, I might put him under all of those guys right above Akeem Hicks, who got some respect at an 88 overall. I just had to put that in there. That's that a good, despite yeah, that's good. having um, you know, an injury-plagued season for Akeem Hicks, put some respect on him with an 88 overall. They did give him 63 speed, which I think is pretty sad. He's a <laughs> lot quicker than yeah. that. So maybe his acceleration's a lot better. Yeah, it's 80. So, all right, I'll give I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. So right. the, the ends are really bad overall. I don't feel like they gave Daniil Hunter the respect that he deserves with the 89 overall right above um, yeah, Akeem Hicks. Way too low. I think Daniil Hunter deserves... Right up there with Joey Bosa and Cameron Hayward, you know, in that. I know it's only a couple overalls better, but when you make it this as a list of defensive ends, putting Daniil Hunter in that bottom 10, I feel is just completely disrespectful. I wouldn't have J.J. Watt in that. Um, I'd probably have Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, and one of the Bosa brothers, and then Daniil Hunter. So, mm-hmm. um, 
very, very surprised that Daniil Hunter continues to just be completely underrated in general. Right, right. I, I totally agree with you. It's just it, he, he's easily one of the best defensive ends in football, and he just doesn't get the respect he deserves for whatever reasons. Maybe it's just because that Vikings defense is loaded and has been loaded for some years, so he just kind of goes under the radar there. Um, but I think um, this this next season's obviously going to be so weird, and but the veterans are really going to be the ones who's benefit, and I think Daniel Hunter will benefit greatly. Um, overall just being able to play in the same scheme same system you know they've lost some defensive pieces but hopefully that he'll have some more respect um overall we'll, we'll see you know you, ne- you never know but right. he he deserves he deserves much more respect not just in the madden sphere but the media sphere just everything neil hunter's a, a, a top shelf defensive end oh yeah that he people need to know and just kind of hopping around is what we'll probably be end up end up doing is the linebackers. So we have Bobby Wagner's a 98, but then the drop from Bobby Wagner down to number two, Levante David, which is some respect on Levante yeah. David to be number two, but eight overall points lower than Bobby Wagner at 90 overall. Yeah. And then Eric Kendricks and Donta Hightower and Fred Warner closing up that top five. Um, I haven't really thought of much for you know, my best linebackers in the league. And it's, there's just a steep drop off with middle linebackers. There's not very many, you know, high overall middle linebackers anymore. Um, Roquan Smith is in the top 10 at 83 overall, which I was very surprised to see that. Um, Roquan Smith is right up there as one of the best middle linebackers in the league. Do I think that I would put Roquan Smith above Joe Schobert? Just yet, maybe not. I really think that Joe Schobert's a little underrated, but he's right around that mark of being in that CJ Mosley territory on this list. And I don't really feel that that's right yet for Roquan Smith. But right. at the same time, when you're looking at his overall of 83, that's about what I'd put him at. But mm-hmm. then you see CJ Mosley's an 85. He's not much better than Roquan Smith. And CJ Mosley's a freaking monster. Yeah, he's on the Jets now, but he's still, you know, a force to be reckoned with. So every position I look at here is just wrong. And it makes me sad. And especially when we go to the quarterbacks, that's when it gets a little bit interesting. The top three were what we all had for our top threes. Um, I don't think you had Lamar as your number three. I think you had Drew Brees, if I if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, that seems right. Um, but that was my top three with Mahomes, Wilson, Lamar. Then we have Tom Brady at number five still. At ninety overall, above X Aaron Rodgers. X to doubt. Above Aaron Rodgers, above Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is just critically low at 86 overall. Somehow, Carson Wentz is above Dak Prescott, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins. Um, Ryan Tannehill's an 80 overall, which isn't much better than what he was in Madden 20. Cam Newton's a 78, (laughs) which is egregious. Yeah. That's horrible. 
I don't know what's going on here, man. <laughs> and I mean, you're going to tell me that Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr are better than Cam Newton. <laughs> and Philip Rivers is an 82 overall still. I yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I would flip those two guys, and that'd be look fine. Definitely not. I mean, I think the worst is just Deshaun Watson really sticks out to me as being only two points better than Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I mean, I I would maybe switch Deshaun and Brady. You know, maybe switch their ratings. Throw, yeah. throw Watson up to a ninety, Brady down to an eighty-six. He's, I mean, he's just not the same quarterback. Um, but yeah, it's it's not that's not great. You know, that's that's you hate to see it. <laughs> but um, it's the the quarterback rankings. Um, overall, they're they're not very good. I mean, I don't blame the Ryan Tannehill ranking. You know, he I. I also want to see another season of greatness from him. Um, but I understand that the media all, you know, they're just like, Oh, he's good for one season. That's not going to happen again. Like I get it. Like I, I'm not, I don't feel disrespected by that, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I get what they, I get why it's that way. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't, but I get it. You know, um, the safeties, the, the safeties. worst position, I think the safeties is horrible. Yeah. Um, where do you even start? Uh, just our top three are Harrison Smith, Tyron Matthew, Devin McCourty. Is there a name that's not in that top three that sticks out to you, my friend? There is. Um, there might be different names for each of us, but for me, it's uh, it's 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 Mister Just a Fan himself, um, Kevin Byard. Yeah, but also Jamal Adams, obviously. Yeah. But, um, they, 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 they both. I, they both are. The, that's the top three, man. Harrison Smith, Jamal Adams, and Kevin Byard. You Easy. can't freaking. You can't freaking change my mind. You cannot. Like, gosh. But, you know, they, they, they left him out. I get the. Ty- everyone loves Tyron Matthew. I get it. Everyone loves him. All, all decade team. Even though Harrison Smith got snubbed, it should have been Smith, not Matthew. Whatever. Super Bowl ring winner, leader of their defense. I don't care. Jamal Adams and Kevin Byer are better. They, they say Kevin Byer can only catch passes, but he's in the last three years, he is second. He is the second best safety against the run in the yeah. NFL. So he's not just he's not just a center field ball hawk. He can he can play downhill. He can thump against the run. Um, Devin McCourty is old. He's on the Patriots, so he gets all the hype. He's still a good safety. Don't get me wrong. He's not, he's not 92 top three. overall. Yeah, he, is, he is not a top three safety whatsoever. So that's wrong. Um, then I, I think Eddie Jackson's too low on this list. I think I think Justin Simmons is too high on this too list. High. He's a great safety, yeah. but you know he's he, he had one good year, like he was fine the other years. But this year he was great. Derwin James, I think he's fine there just because he's he was okay. Injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Micah Hyde should come up a little bit. He's been a great safety the last four years. He's he's got an eighty-eight. You know, I'd give him an eighty-nine. Give Eddie Jackson ninety-one. Like. Yeah, Minka. Where, where's Minka? He's what, like an he's 84? 87? He's right yeah. above Adrian oh, that's Amos. That's way too low. That's way too low. He had an amazing... He's he's one of the best safeties in the NFL, too. You know? He's just Kareem Jackson, same as Minka Fitzpatrick. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you actually kidding yeah. me? Like, what? And and this is a bit of a bias, but Kenny Vaccaro's a 78. He is not a 78 safety. I no. mean, his name is called, but he is a, he is a run-thumping safety. I'm thinking, like, 82 or something. Like... Come on, you know, it's just just 
error after error on this safety list. It just it's you hate to see it. You just really hate you, to see it. You really and Anthony Harris is critically low. Yeah, yeah. I know that this last season was kind of his, you know, big breakout one, but I mean, if, if we're gonna, gonna do it for Justin Simmons, yeah, exactly. Know, if we're gonna Harris do it too, for what the heck, <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna give the, you know, the oh, God, it just it astounds me. And I guess we'll move on to a different position. Um, and I haven't really looked at this one, so we'll see for defensive tackles. Ooh. Um. Wow. All right. I I think. It's pretty close, but maybe not. Right. <laughs> maybe not. I mean, okay, 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 okay. DeForest Buckner is an 87 overall. Oh. Below geez. Geno Atkins, Kenny Clark, Grady Jarrett, and Michael Pierce. Yikes. Michael Pierce? Michael Come Pierce on. is the number three defensive tackle in Madden. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, did they make DeForest Buckner in 87 just so that way the Colts aren't, you know, absolutely loaded on defense? I don't know, but it's not. That's not right. He, that's he's, not right. He's a top three defensive tackle top in this three. league at this point. You know, like Fletcher Cox, I get it. Chris Jones, yes. Uh, is, is Aaron Donald a defensive end on Madden? Yeah. He, he must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he must be. Yeah, but, he's a defensive um, end. He's a left end. Uh, okay, yeah. he. Okay, but yeah. Fletcher Cox, Chris Jones, yes. Michael Pierce, no. Grady Jarrett, underrated a little bit. But I, I still think DeForest Buckner is top three defensive tackles if we're not counting Aaron, Aaron Donald. Um, but, yeah, those are those and are the top three. I, I don't think it's – I think that's the discussion. Like Eddie you know, Goldman can just yeah. critically underrated. Yeah, dude, absolutely. He's an 83 under Linval Joseph and DJ Reader, Matthew Ioannidis, Gerald McCoy. Right above Duran Payne. I think that's a little low. Yeah. Duran Kenny Payne. Clark. Is that a little high? It, I mean, might I be like Kenny Clark bias. a lot. I yeah. Think, I think he's pretty good. I mean, it really depends on, you know, how, how you view the ratings because Kenny Clark's got a 90 here. Fletcher Cox, the highest defensive tackles at a 96. Chris Jones at a 92 feels a little low to me. Um, maybe put him at a 94 or so, bump to four and Buckner up to a 93. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it you you can kind of flesh it out a little bit more so it it feels a little like the pack isn't combined, you know, are Grady Jarrett and Kenny Clark the same the same are they both nineties? I don't know, maybe, but maybe not, you know. Um freaking but, Michael Pierce though. Yeah, that's that's where I, I don't did know that why. come from? Because it's because play the Ravens went fourteen and two, so they all get a boost and now since he's on the Vikings, he's on the Ravens and now he's on the Vikings. I don't know. That's, that's odd to me. That's very odd to me. Crazy. And the receivers I think are okay. Not horrible. I'm not that upset with the receivers actually. Um, I think that Devonte Adams is definitely a little high there at number five. Yeah. Yeah. One. That feels high. And I definitely Mike. think that Mike Evans needs to be bumped up. Maybe switch Devontae Adams and Mike Evans, and I'll feel a little bit better about that. Yeah, bump Stefan Diggs down. I'm just yeah, I'm just, not. He's just overrated. I'm to me, down man. on Diggs, dude. He's overrated. We're both down on Diggs. It's flip Diggs whatever. and freaking yeah, move Diggs is 
not better than Keenan Allen in any yeah, way. No, no way. No, no way. way. And yeah, drop, move Keenan Allen up, drop Stephon Diggs down, move Allen Robinson up. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did um, move Odell down finally. He's a 91 overall. So they it's got that in. right. <laughs> I think Emmanuel Sanders at 87 is still really high. Yeah, that's surprising. Um, I mean, I guess he did some decent things in San Francisco last year, but I mean, it seemed like most of the attention was on the run game and their rookie Debo Samuel. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's that Saints roster next year is going to be insane to play with. Oh it's yeah, be absolutely ludicrous, man. I, you got you got two receive, you got a 99 overall receiver and 87 overall receiver. Like Drew Brees is what like a 92 or a 94. Yeah, that Saints offense is nuts. Yeah, I mean, all their offensive linemen are good. Um, Alvin Kamara is probably like an 89, I think. I think something uh, like that. Yeah, we can like, check out running backs. It's it's like that Saints offense is going to be absurd to play with. I mean, their defense too. Their defense is fucking good too. You know, nasty. Yeah, they, they got they got a pair of 85 overall safeties and uh, Marcus Williams and um, what? Uh, come on, what's his name? Um, the he, Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Um, he's, he's back. He's 85. Yeah. yeah, he's with like, the Saints they, still. Yeah, they got a pair there. Um, I, is, I don't think Eli Apple's still on the team. I don't think he is. Um, but I mean, they and they got Marcus Davenport. They got they got uh, Cam Jordan. They they just got a good defense. They just got they have a great roster, and it's going to be very fun to play with Madden next year if you're into playing with teams. So, I guess we can move on to the running backs, which uh, we just a little bit talked about here. Um, we have Christian McCaffrey running up the top. Uh, Rightfully so. Derrick Henry at number two, 93 overall. Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, and then Dalvin Cook is a 91. Above Saquon Barkley. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, uh, there, yeah. I, uh, that's, they're, they're both 91s, but, you know, I, I think Saquon could be a bit higher here. Uh, overall, you know, maybe Saquon and Nick Chubb switch their overalls. Maybe that, yeah. I'm surprised and Ezekiel Elliott's not higher, being that the dude who does the ratings is a Cowboys fan. That kind of surprises me. Maybe he's on the bandwagon of thinking Ezekiel Elliott had a down season when he just when didn't he at all. didn't at all, yeah. <laughs> but um, maybe that Cowboys fans just love believing he had a bad season last year, which is false. Um, their defense just, I mean. Their defense was bad. Yeah, they didn't play very well. I mean, Dak had a great season. Elliott had a great season. That Two offense put up so many points. Yards. Yeah, like, they had a really good season. I I, it, I, I don't. Your offense like, isn't going to look good when you're, you know, giving up 500 points a game. Yeah, most definitely not. Um, but then the real thing here I have is Aaron Jones oh, yeah. being 90 overall above Joe Mixon, above Alvin Kamara, above Josh Jones, above Mark Ingram, even above Todd Gurley. Freaking Hurley, Kareem Hunt's like, really high. Yeah, I it, it's, I I don't understand why Aaron Jones is so high. Um, he I mean yeah he, he led the NFL in, in, in um, touchdowns last year. Um, like sure, but this is the only season he was a good player, and clearly um, Matt Lafleur doesn't really believe in him since he drafted AJ Dillon in the second round, trying to be Derrick Henry light over here when you when he. Didn't get anything good with AJ Derrick right. Henry anyway in 2018, but like too high. Aaron Jones is too high. I'd bump him way down um, and bump Put everybody else up a little bit. Back on my but, boy Marlon Mack. Yeah, yeah. 
He's right up there. Yeah. He's a, he's right tied yeah, with Austin Eckler and Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Put some mm-hmm. respect I say on Marlon Mack. It's a little too low. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna like be upset, but like he's a little low. Raheem Mostert. That's a good. That's a good grade for him at at 84. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's solid. I'd maybe bump his speed up to like 96 or seven because he's so freaking fast. He's um, electric. And uh, who is the fastest running back this year? Matt Breida. Yeah, Matt Breida should, is the fastest running back, and he should be. I still bump his. He has the same grade as Raheem Mostert though at 95. I'd maybe bump him up to 97. Matt Breida. Jesus. He was the fastest runner last year. Um, yeah. I think he was clocked in at the fastest time last year. Um, Colts, they have two 93-speed um, running backs with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, so that'll be cool to play with. You can do some pretty cool um, sets with the Colts having two insanely fast running backs. That Colts running back stable's nuts. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Because people sleep on Naeem Hines, too. That guy can, yeah. that guy can catch. Good change of pace back for sure. Yeah. And the cornerbacks are pretty bad. And by pretty bad, I mean really bad. Because, uh, you know, the boy Adoree Jackson did not get any respect, even though he's turning and blossoming into a true lockdown corner in this league. You hate to see it. You hate but, uh, to see it. It is what it is, getting overshadowed by Lattimore and Humphrey and the other cornerbacks of that class. I get it. Um, it's a stud. Richard Sherman's a 92 overall. <laughs> First wrong move. Um, that's awful, um, especially if you want to go off that Super Bowl. I think that that's really the Richard Sherman we're at now. Yeah. is He's not good anymore. It's about that time where he takes the Darrell Rivas route and moves to like a strong safety and admits that he just can't keep up with you know some of these top-end receivers now, and they're just continuing to get faster and faster. Um. Yeah, Richard Sherman's not 92. He's not better than Tredavious White. He's not. Tredavious White is lower than Jair Alexander. That's not acceptable in any realm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, top three corners should be Jair Alexander, Stephon Gilmore, or not Jair Alexander, sorry, Um, should be Stephon Gilmore, Jalen Ramsey and Tredavious White. Full period. Stop. Full stop. Yep. No discussion. Uh-huh. Um. Then Marlon Humphrey gets shit on a little bit here too. Yeah. Too low uh, for Humphrey for sure. Too low. I think that Marshawn Lattimore is surprisingly a little bit low for me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Below Six, Denzel yeah. Ward and Desmond King. Not to sleep on okay. Desmond King, but. Um, I definitely put Marshawn Lattimore above him. Uh, Kyle Fuller, I think, could be a little bit higher, but um, he has no hands. The guy can't catch anything, man. Um, yeah, except for the except, season where he had like eight interceptions. <laughs> yeah, except for that single one. His past breakups are nuts. Like, yeah. but he just can't catch those balls. He just hits them down. Uh, yeah. You got to get some of those picks. That's my one gripe with Kyle Fuller is that. Um, you know, he, he's a great lockdown corner, but he just cannot intercept the ball at yeah. all. And that's, you, you hate to see that. Um, Adore Jackson's an 83, which I, I don't, God. Like to, I think he deserves a better than 83. I mean, I give him like an 86. I'm not gonna say it's, it's crazy. Like I'm going to be reasonable about it, but I mean, he was, he was a very good cornerback last year. Um, when he was on the field, he was, he was a very, very good cornerback. I think he missed two games or so, but 
I mean, when he was off the field, our defense absolutely transformed. He was locking players down. He was keeping speed with players. He's a really fast. He's a track star at USC. He's a great. He's a really good player. Um, he, he can play man to man. He can play zone. He's a solid player. And then um, he's just 83, too low. And then also another Titans cornerback um, rating that intrigues me is Jonathan Joseph being an 81. Um, the dude's washed and he's like 35. I don't know why he's yeah. an 81. That's that's a little peculiar to me. I would yeah, I would maybe put Malcolm Butler there. Malcolm Butler had a 78 or a 79. Hell yeah. Um I would maybe switch their Hell ratings. Yeah. Um but um and then one other observation that I do like is that the Chargers have three cornerbacks with an 87 or higher. Uh Chris Harris and Desmond King both have 87s and Casey Hayward has an 89. Um, so that's 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 cool to see. That's a strong. That's a really strong secondary. Um, you could probably flip one of them to safety with Derwin James. Um, but I know when I play Madden, I'm almost always running nickel. Um, I can't think of actually when I'm not running nickel, as opposed to the base package of three four or four three. But um, that's a really really good um, cornerback lineup there for the Chargers. That's that'll be fun to that'll be fun to lock down wide receivers there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think also Xavier Howard's a bit low. Um, I'd say so. He's the other Dolphins cornerback there, paired with Byron Jones. He was really good, I think, either last season or the season before that. Um, he's he's lower than an 84, at least, which seems odd. Um, Byron Jones at an 88, which is solid, maybe a little low, maybe. I don't know. Byron Jones is a pretty good corner. Um, but Byron and Xavier Howard, they're, that's one of the best pairings in the league, I think, um, when it comes to cornerback. Yep. And then they just uh, drafted Noah Igbenogne. I don't know. Igbenogne. Yeah, yeah Igbenogne. That's his. That's what it is. But um, and he he's a really good cornerback. They'll. That's a really good um, a trio there mm-hmm. down there in Miami. So um, interesting story. Him also. He only was a cornerback for one year at Auburn. Um, so he was he only oh. did it for one year, and then he became a first round pick the first year he played cornerback. So that's that's neat. Um, but yeah, the cornerback rankings are also pretty bad. Uh, Quentin Nelson is the f- f- fifth best offensive lineman in the game. Seems a little low. <laughs> we have Teron Armstead, Mitchell Schwartz, and David Bakhtiari above him. Uh-huh. I guess. I guess. Yeah, that doesn't seem that wrong. I guess he's the best left guard, technically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Quentin Nelson's really good. Quentin Nelson's amazing. <laughs> really good but uh mitchell schwartz also is insane mitchell schwartz um, is nuts teron armstead's great yeah um i like ryan ramchick a lot too mm-hmm. um, and lane johnson those are some of my favorite tackles um but yeah you said tyron smith is above quentin nelson uh no i said the other? uh teron armstead oh david okay. bakhtiari okay david bakhtiari yeah he's yeah also i mean also he's very good the best pass blocker in the league yeah um He's insane. But yeah, I mean, it seems weird saying that's low for Quentin Nelson, but I mean, it still feels low. He's just, he's it's just, just so good. He's like, awesome. Jesus. And now that they, they now have superstar abilities for linemen in, uh, in Madden. So that'll yeah. be, uh, that'll be, that'll be cool. He deserves them. But yeah, I mean, O-line is a bit harder to, it's a little harder, a harder to harder gauge. Thing. I am happy that Mitchell Schwartz got respect because he has not been getting it in the real world. Um, ESPN did a top 10 list of the top 10 tackles in the NFL and um, it was between, it was of uh, it, it was a private it was an ESPN Plus article so you only have it if you could if you are subscribed to that um, but uh, they they did it among high ranking NFL officials and executives they did about fifty people and they ranked their top ten tackles and Mitchell Schwartz yep. didn't even make that which is that's, absurd that's crazy 
honestly, there's an argument for him being, him being the best tackle in the NFL, and he didn't even make the list. So that's insane. Um, but, it, I mean, who cares about lists? I feel you. I mean, he, he's not very athletic. He's actually one of the least athletic starting tackles. He's, he's not athletic whatsoever, but his technique is insanely good. I mean, he locks down Von Miller every time the Chiefs play the Broncos, and no other tackle can say that they do that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy Mitchell Swartz gets the respect here. Hey, you know who but didn't get respect? Who? Jack Coughlin. What's what's his rating? 78. Oh, oh, oh. Somebody doesn't watch Titans games. 78 overall, only two somebody. overall points better than Bears right tackle Bobby Massey. Man, okay, so I'll do my spiel on Jack Conklin. He was an all-pro his rookie year, beating out Mitchell Schwartz, the aforementioned Mitchell Schwartz, probably not rightfully so, but he was a first-team all-pro, did not make the Pro Bowl 2017. He had a bit of a down year. Um, he got injured in the playoffs against the Patriots, and then uh, he was a he was not very good in 2018, to be honest. He actually got benched for a little bit in 2018 for poor play. Uh, but then 2019, this last year, he really came back he came back to at least similar to his form, his all-pro season, his rookie year. He was a very good right tackle. I uh, was very, I was kind of surprised the Titans did not re-sign him. Um, I we we have them. We right now we still have enough cap space to have him on the team. I'm surprised we didn't make that move. Um, still hoping on the Javion Clowney train, but that's a side point. Um, but Jack Conklin's a really good right tackle. He is an immaculate run blocker. That's his best yep. thing is run blocking. So Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to love him over there in Cleveland. Um, his pass blocking does leave a bit to be desired, but his run blocking is exceptional. And that those were his, that was what was known when he was coming out of Michigan State back in 2016. So I'm surprised that he is a 78 overall. That's really egregious. Um, he played a lot better than that last year. I'm thinking 83, 84 minimum. He's a really good right tackle. And he should he should be a lot higher than a seventy eight overall. Come on, I th- I'm pretty sure his pass blocking is better in Madden than his run blocking. And that's so absurd, man. This just proves nobody watches games like these. They just pick random things, you know. It, his run blocking is so much better than his pass blocking. That's that's what he knows. That's what he's known for. Yeah, for- and Charles Leno continues to get respect, and I don't understand why because he's <laughs> absolute trash. He's an eighty one overall, which. Uh, puts him in that top percentage of left tackles I'm pretty sure um I have all tackles put up right now but if I went 81 is he on that for yeah I mean he's in like the top 15 that's not right he's terrible this he's really bad that's horrible <laughs> I mean you're putting him right under Alejandro Villanueva and just two spots mm. underneath Taylor Lewin you hate to see it. You hate to see that. It's terrible, man. And yeah, I mean, I don't even know what more there is to say. These ratings are just awful. I'm trying to look and see if there's any positions we haven't really covered. Um, so I guess tight ends. Yeah, there's one that really stuck out to me with tight ends. Um, that was crazy surprising. It's one Who Rob Gronkowski at number oh. three. Oh, he's a ninety-five overall. An absolute shell of his former self. The last time he played, you're you know, telling in 2018. me Gronk is better than Zach Ertz? No way, man. I'm not. Rob I Gronkowski won't. is five points ahead of Zach Ertz. That's absurd. And I. 
Mark Andrews and Greg Olson are the same at 86. Jared Cook's in 87. I still think Evan Ingram at 88 is a little high. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's seen there. He's Evan been Ingram. he's been like that good in Madden since you know his second season, and I don't understand yeah. the hype for Evan Ingram at this point anymore. He's not maybe really Ingram lived up always, to that. He must always mess up the Cowboys, and that's just all the Cowboys dude knows. You yeah, know? I mean. He must tear him apart every time. He's got that 90 speed, and for a tight end, that's nuts. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, he is he is a freak of nature athletically. You know, oh, he's yeah. He's more of a big wide receiver. But, like, Jesus, 90 speed, that's and that's fun. Dallas Goddard's the same 81 as our boy Jack Doyle. That's um, interesting. Uh, under Tyler Higby, Kyler Rudolph, and Eric Ebron. So, uh, this is a bit more of a volatile position, like year to year. You know, it's it, it really is a revolving door of who's in that top five, except yeah. for one and two now. Right. Yeah. I, that, I'd say one, two, and three. Yo, yeah. I yeah. Ertz, Kelsey, and Kittle. You know, those are. They're the three best tight ends, and I don't think there's a discussion about that. You know, I, I really think that's clear. And then, um, I mean, this season you'd put Mark Andrews and probably Darren Waller completing that list. Maybe throw Jared Cook's name in the ring for that four and five spot. Yeah, um, not Austin Hooper. Yeah, not Austin. I mean, he, he's good. I don't think he's 89 good. Not 89, um, but, but, better I mean, than, he's, yeah. He's, he's got short hands, but, um, I mean, they threw the ball a lot down there in Atlanta. Um, so, eh, I... Just, a, just more ratings that aren't good. And Is Trey it, Burton on the Colts? I just saw that, and I guess so. Huh. I did not know that. Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Trey Burton <laughs> is on the Indianapolis Colts, and I like that a lot. Yeah, but I'm not worried about it because he's probably going to be injured. He's <laughs> probably going to, yeah, he's probably just going to be injured for yep. and not actually be injured. Um, yeah, the the Bears rookie Cole Komet, he's the highest tight end, I believe, uh, seventy three. Hell yeah! If I'm right, if I'm right, so that's that's cool for the Bears. Maybe I'm not right though. Good for uh, him. Yeah. Also, Johnu Smith is a uh, is a seventy five. That's a little low. If I'm being honest, I'd I say mean, that's low. Yeah, yeah, that's a little. He balled low. out. Yeah, but uh, whatever. Also, finally, Tyler Eifert isn't a ninety a ninety four overall anymore. He was a 94 for like He's four forever. seasons, and he just was not playing. It's so time. Not, it's finally time. a 77. It's, 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 oh. Yeah, Ooh. he's a 77. I guess he's on the Jags also. So That, that helps too. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that helps bring that overall down. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, this is, it's not good. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any position that I felt really good about when I'm looking at this. Kickers, I mean, no one really cares. <laughs> Justin Tucker's an 87. I don't know why he's not in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, the kicker rating's weird, man. It's like... Josh Lambeau, okay. He's good. He's Chris good. Boswell, he's ancient, but he's good. Yeah, I, I don't know kickers very well. I just know the Titans don't have one. Yeah, I just, I know we have one 50% of the time. Yeah. Uh, Do you know that uh, the Titans' field goal percentage last year was like the worst in like 70 years or something? 
Jesus. We made like eight of like 23. Oh my God. <laughs> it was actually crazy. Oh, the disrespect for Colts new kicker Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> 68 overall. Oh, isn't he like, wasn't he crazy in college? Uh, Yeah, he's freaking yeah. amazing. Hot Rod is the bomb. Isn't he the, the uh, Georgia kicker with the glasses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Georgia Bulldog. Um, nope. Hot Rod is amazing, and I was really hoping that Ryan Pace, you know, loves his Georgia Bulldogs, that he'd bring him in, but <laughs> the Colts beat him to the punch. So yeah. uh, I would definitely be scared of Rodrigo Blankenship if I'm in the AFC South. He's yeah. a stud. He's okay. a, you know, they're keeping Vinny out there, and then they're going to take him out back once Hot Rod's ready to go. Yeah, because they got a really good punter with Rigoberto. He's a, he's a good punter. Yeah, Rigoberto their, Sanchez was, is great. I think he was their uh, he was their place kicker too, their kickoff guy. So, um, but yeah, and then so the the Titans, one of their top players, is our punter Brett Kern, which is true. That is um, true. He's an eighty four. He should be like a ninety nine. Honestly, <laughs> he's such a good punter. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I, I think we've I think we covered all those the, are all the, the Madden twenty one ratings. If you want to call them ratings. If you want there. to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we didn't really have much news-wise, just what we talked about at the top of the hour. But sports are back, which is exciting. The NBA has started. Um, they were doing some of their scrimmages, and I believe they're starting tomorrow um, for their actual season. Or Thursday, I think it is. But... Um, baseball has started. They are a few games in. Uh, I've been getting oh, notifications um, just throughout this hour because um, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. Yeah, Red Sox are playing, huh? <laughs> yeah, and they are down 7-0, so that's really sad. Um, it's the not. Cubs. It's a fall from grace. Um, <laughs> a very are, hard uh, fall. Right now, so. Yeah, they're losing to the New York Mets, and they lost two out of one to the Baltimore Orioles so it's been uh, a very bad um, start to the season it's not exciting and so uh, I'm pretty pretty depressed at the moment but um, it's good to have sports back and I'm very excited Um, the NFL season should go on um, as long as people continue to wear your mask continue to social distance uh, be safe if you do go out um you know, have some fun. I know it sucks to, you know, be stuck inside, um, you know, but if you, you go out to the bar, you know, don't go to the bar like you would every other day. <laughs> go to your booth and, you know, with a couple of your buddies and get some drinks or something. But, you know, don't don't go like to dancing bars and stuff that I've seen people are doing. I don't know why Disneyland and Disney World are open. That's nuts. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> absolutely crazy. Um, Gosh. I know here in Illinois, we are um, seeing a little bit of an increase in rise in cases since we moved to phase four. Um, so, yeah. yeah, just continue to be safe um, and smart. Uh, wear your mask. Um, I've gotten used to it. I just I have, like, one of those, like, survivor buff bandana things. Like um, Nice that I just wear around my neck at all times. That way I always have it. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, when when this first started, um, when COVID all first started, I immediately um, got a job. Um, and I, I started working at, Fed- at a FedEx ground shipment center. And um, so I, I, 
I got real used to wearing a mask real fast. Um, oh, yeah. They didn't require it there, but I wore mine. Um, you know, I was wearing it for six hours every day in like 90 degree heat. So basically everything else is I'm, I will never not wear a mask. You know, I've, I've gotten basically the worst possible thing I could have with wearing a mask. Yep. So now I'm good to go. You know, I, I have no, there's no deterrent for me now. It's, exactly. It's wear a mask because I have no excuse. <laughs> so I don't know. You got anything else left for us for the end of the end of the pod? No, I think uh, I think we we get, we got covered what we're going to cover. Um, it's it's been a, it's, news is going to start ramping back up here for the NFL yeah. with rookies coming into their uh, training camps today. Um, the some 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 players are opting out. Everything we'll maybe see some more big name players by this time next week when we have our next podcast. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a news is coming back. Sports are coming back. It's an exciting it's time. A good time. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all we got for today. Alex, you want to close it out? Sure thing. Yeah. Once again, we are not a normal football podcast. You can find us on Facebook, um, not normal football. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube for not normal football. I don't think we've uploaded anything to YouTube, but we're going to start putting the episodes just on there. So that way it's easier to find us all around. So make sure you, uh, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We'll start getting a little more of a social media presence as some of these news things goes around you know start sharing some shefty posts or ian rapaport things like that um and once again uh, we're not a normal football podcast my name is alex and with my good buddy russell we will be signing off for this week we'll see you later